Greg was a simple man who loved his son, Corey, very dearly. He did whatever he could to shield him from the trauma of the divorce with his ex-wife. He had shared custody of his son with his ex, and things were going smooth for the first couple of weeks. One Saturday morning, Greg woke up early and made eggs and bacon and waffles for him and his little boy, and they sat down in their PJs and had a silly conversation about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Corey's favorite was Raphael. Greg knew what he was talking about, but he loved listening his son's little imagination run rampant through what he was saying. Among their chatter, he heard a knock at the door. He thought it odd since it was a Saturday morning. Who could be here? Once he answered the door, he saw, standing there, with three officers and a man in a trench coat. He introduced himself as a lawyer and handed Greg a letter. He read the letter, and the lawyer explained that his ex-wife was making a claim for full custody over Corey. She had made claims that he was unsuitable as a father, and they needed to take the boy with them right away. They were going to take Corey away from Greg. He refused. This was nonsense. He forbade them from entering his home, but two of the officers forced him to the side, and they went to get Corey. He fought and fought, but he couldn't stop them. They took Corey, and all he could do was scream for him, shout his name, and beg them to reconsider. He saw the fear in his son's eyes as they walked him out of the apartment, begging his father to tell him what was going on. He couldn't help him. It's been almost two weeks dealing with lawyers and court dates, listening to these false accusations against him. All Greg was worried about was getting his son back. He couldn't understand why she was doing this, why she was torturing him. He knew she was cruel. They had had fights and arguments while they were married, and they didn't come off as the happiest of couples. But even before the divorce, Greg tried to be the best father he could. Why is she doing this to him? Why? He was thankful that this should be the last day. He paced in the hallway of the courthouse and kept telling himself it was going to be okay. There was no way they can deny him custody of his son. Most of her accusations he was able to fight. He was confident and he was patient. He sat in the courtroom as the judge entered. The judge began to speak in regard to the claims against Greg and his defense. Greg could see Corey sitting on the other side of the courtroom behind his mother. He looked at her and saw an expression of hatred. The devil leaked from her soul and out of her eyes. She wasn't even presenting herself as a well-fit mother. Then he heard it, almost like an echo in the background. The judge ruled in favor of the mother. She was awarded full custody. How? He looked at the judge who had nothing further to say. But he noticed that as he stood up, he winked at his ex-wife. He had the idea in his head before, but could she really go through so much just to screw him over? He noticed how flirty she was with her own lawyer. Could she? The judge, too? Why? He looked over and he saw Corey, who was upset and crying. He was never going to see his son again. 
No. No. He couldn't let her have him. He ran to his son and embraced him right there in the center of the courtroom. They held each other closely and squeezed so tight, never wanted to let go. He screamed for his daddy, and Greg tried to reassure him that it would be okay. Before he could say another word, two officers pulled his arms off of Corey and attempted to separate them. His boy held on. He wasn't letting go easily. He held on as if his arms were one consecutive loop with no opening, just a perfect appendage for holding his father. But it too was pulled away eventually and dragged out of the courtroom by his mother. The last time Greg saw his son, he was crying for him as the door to the courtroom shut. He was being held by the courtroom guards on his knees, and even after they released him, he couldn't stand. He felt like he couldn't breathe. He felt nothing. It's been almost a month since that day. Greg sits in a parked car with a bottle of whiskey. An empty one already on the floor. It's been a month since that woman he called his wife. The woman he made vows to. The woman who bared his child. Took that same child away from him. And for what? All he thought about was the look that she gave the judge. The flirtatious look she would give her lawyer. He knew why she did it, because she had the means to get away with it. Greg couldn't stand that idea. He couldn't let it settle in his mind. He couldn't let this be how it is, and he wasn't going to either. He sat in his car, drinking from the bottle, and staring at the house of the judge who gave the ruling. He spent the last month trying to fight it as well in the background. He was looking into what he had thought was going on. It turned out, he was right. She was sleeping and living with the judge. She even slept with the lawyer. Probably was an easier way for her to win her case. His stomach turned as he thought about this. How could she? He sat in his car and he drank and drank and he drank until he dropped the bottle on the floor and turned the car on. He put his foot on the gas as hard as he could and he drove it right into the judge's house. He got out and saw himself in what looked like a hallway, facing a set of stairs. He began to walk up, stumbling, as he was a drunk mess, and also just had a bit of a car accident. And once he got to the top, he saw them. Both of them were standing there. The judge and his ex-wife. The judge was holding a gun up to him and telling him to get on the floor. Greg looked at the judge and laughed. The judge didn't scare him. The gun didn't scare him. There was nothing they could do to hurt him anymore. He was already dead. He stumbled over his own feet and caught his balance on a large plant. The judge stepped forward to get close to him. And although Greg was drunk, he lunged at him attempting to grab the gun. One shot went off and hit Greg in the stomach. But he was so intoxicated, it made no difference. He shoved the judge up against the wall and slammed his head into a picture frame. He grabbed the gun with both of his hands and spun the judge around until they both fell to the floor. Greg was lucky that he landed flat because at the angle they were on, he sent the judge tumbling down the stairs where he laid at the bottom. 
motionless. He stood up with the gun in his hand and turned to his ex-wife. She had fear in her voice, but she spoke down to him, tried to make him feel low about what he was doing. He didn't care for her words. He raised the gun up and pointed it at her. She stood there attempting to beg for her life. Greg put a round in her chest. He hoped it hit her heart, if she even had one. He screamed for his son and started opening doors on the second floor. Once he opened the door to the room that they had made up for his son, he saw kids' toys and bright blue walls. And there, hiding in the corner, was Corey. He beckoned him to come, but Corey was so scared he didn't realize who it was. And once he tilted his head up and saw his tired father's face, he ran to him instantly and wrapped his arm around him with the hopes of never being taken away. He walked down the stairs of the house, past the wreck of his car and the judge's lifeless body, and walked out the front door. He was still not attentive to his wound, but he didn't care. He let it bleed out, because it didn't matter to him. He had his son back, and even with everything happening around him, Corey never asked what happened. He didn't care for anything as long as his dad was there. Greg walked down the street with Corey in his arms. He heard the sounds of the sirens drawing closer. He knew this wasn't going to end well, but he was happy. He was happy he was able to take his son away from the emptied soul creature he called his mother. All he could say to his little boy was, It's alright, son. Daddy's here.